everyone to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. We are comedians, bringing you all the joy and fun that is professional wrestling. Today is a very special episode. That's right. Can you not tell by the timbre of our voices? Uh, yeah, it's coated with candy pumpkins. Yeah, we're eating Halloween candy from months ago. Well, I hope it's not from months ago. Halloween was just, you know, at this point, it's like two, three weeks ago. Oh, geez, was it? I guess it's just a few weeks ago. But listeners, for you... You're probably going to be approaching Thanksgiving at breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. And what better way to celebrate Thanksgiving, not with Survivor Series. No, 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 but with a classic TNA pay-per-view. That's right. Sacrifice 2011. And honestly, Scott pointed it out. Everything that we saw in the pay-per-view in Sacrifice 2011 is eventually going to be appropriated by WWE here in 2014. Yeah, there's some really strange shit. We're going to go through the entire card, but there's some really strange stuff right off the bat that we're presented with. Three years later, WWE just pilfers. Pilfer. P- total pilfering, you guys. Yeah. So if you're a TNA hater and you're like, I want to listen, I want to see what happened. Well, you're watching that stuff now in the dub dub E. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to eat another one of these... Uh, no, save it for Mildly when we take terrible it, save it for when we take our breaks, because then you're going to be talking. It sounds like you got a big old case of the mush mouth. Oh, all right. You've got to eat a bunch of them beforehand. I really stuffed my face. Okay, so this is a DVD I had. It came in like a two-pack, and I didn't have the DVD case with me. So I went through a bunch of... Because I got a bunch of wrestling stuff. I got a bunch of DVDs. You know, this is true. got the network. We have access to so much stuff. Um... One thing that we do hope to do in the future, and Nigel McGuinness was uh, a willing participant, it sounded like, we hope to watch his DVD and do a Get Jerked episode with him, although we might have to change the title of Get Jerked so to, what? You making fun of it? It's my uh, fucking last week. All right, look, look, look. It's the Nigel McGuinness Get Spunked <laughs> episode <laughs> of Curtain Jerks. Oh, wait, is that wrong, too? Is that a weird thing No, to that say? sounds good. I like that. Okay. Um... Uh, I was trying to do a, a Michael Caine uh, say something in Dark Knight Rises and I couldn't remember anything. Uh, Spring is a tangerine. Some men just want to see the world burn. That's Dark Knight Rises. Oh, uh, well, you know. Bane, he's really good. Your leg is all wobbly. Oh, yeah. Bane was the League of Shadows. Did you talk to Thomas Lennon? He's a doctor now. Oh, that's, that was, a, that was a, a distracting cameo. No shit. Like, yeah. What's he, that guy from the state doing there? <laughs> uh, hey, where's that guy's tiny short shorts, huh? Mm-hmm. When uh, Thomas Lennon isn't busy uh, giving weird memory experiments to Guy Pierce in Memento, you totally ate that candy pumpkin. <laughs> uh, he's helping. He's in Memento. Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta go back and watch. He's it. the one where every time you grab the yellow triangle or whatever, it shocks you. Mm-hmm. And then it's I like, it's just a test. And he's like, test this, you quack. <laughs> Which is what the guy in Ghostbusters should have done. Mm-hmm. It's Wavy Lions, you fucking quack. Uh, you have a gift. What? Don't they like falafel? Uh, so, great pay-per-view, Scott. I really enjoyed this time we had together. Um, yeah, it was it was three hours. This DVD I had. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a two-hour, 45-minute business. They... What they did was they edited in all the bonus features mm-hmm. in between the matches. So a match would end, and suddenly they'd be outside of the ring, they'd be in the backstage, and they would cut in maybe like a three to five minute after interview with the yeah, guy. Yeah, the post segment, like inside the impact zone. But um, they cut out the questions. So they would have like someone yeah. would seem like they were cutting a promo, 
and then it would fade to black. You're like, hey, that's a pretty cool promo. Oh, nope. Then there'd be two more promos afterwards. Yeah, something that was finite and like, ah, got it. Because the next time we meet, it's going to be it. Blah. Lights out. And that's another thing I want to tell you. And it's like, whoa, Jesus. Why? No, we're good. No, you've you've told me. So so the the DVD opens up with, uh, we get to see previews of other uh, pay-per-views um, that all look pretty exciting. Like, this was a sort of a peak time, seemingly. There was a lot of new and interesting things happening with Hogan and everything like that. So a huge roster of guys. I'm talking because now Steve's eating candy. Just kidding. I was kidding. No. Your tongue uh, is now pink. I vote. Oh, God. Why is your tongue pink? These things are orange. What? what? It's pink. What the fuck is inside of these things? <laughs> I should also tell you, uh, just because I thought it might be a little boring, I had Scott do- drop some acid before we finished the pay-per-view. God, I wish I dropped acid and went to a TNA show. That'd be fucking awesome. Well, I'd walk out X-Division champ, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> you can't fucking stop me. I can see past all dimensions. Yeah, that X stands for ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just caressing Samoa Joe until he forfeits the belt, which he did, by the way. Um, I didn't know who Anarchia was. Right. Well, there was Mexican Americans. Last time I, I was like, there was uh, LAX was the last thing I remember in TNA. Well, I'll get there. Let me let me paint it a little bit more for everybody. So because chances are people aren't gonna find this DVD. They're getting all the information from us. Mm-hmm. So we see the previews for other stuff, and then we get video packages, and we don't just get one video package. We get seemingly three that does a chronology of all the stuff that happened but they separate them yeah that led up to sacrifice so we get a video package about rvd and sting Mm -hmm. we get a video package about jeff jarrett and karen jarrett versus kurt angle and a mystery partner and we also get uh those intertwine then at one point and it goes on and on oh in abyss we get that stuff too it goes on for maybe 10 minutes, and it just keeps happening. And it gets so fucking confusing, because then there's like stuff with Flair and Hogan. Who Bischoff. aren't there, who are not at the pay-per-view. No, not at all. Uh, and <laughs> talking about Goldberg. Yeah. All this stuff, talking about things that, you know when you watch a recap of a show, like you watch 24 or Lost or something like that, it goes, previously on Lost. It gives you all the information you need to get enjoy in. the new, the current episode. Yeah, like key points because you're like, oh, what happened to that character? Oh, right, they did that. They stole those jewels and they're here now. Mm-hmm. They tell you all kinds of shit that you don't need to know. Nothing you need to know. And then you go into the show going, well, why the fuck did you show me all that? Like, that was a waste of time. Yeah. So they did that right off the bat. That was amazing. And then we get, as Steve mentioned, Mexican America versus Ink Ink. So Mexican America was, what's the guy's name again? Anarchia and Hernandez? Yes. Anarchia and Hernandez and two ladies. Bonitas. <laughs> uh, Bonitas, Scott. Uh, uh, two pretties. Sarasota, Florida and uh, uh, Rosa. Rosa Rosarita Refried Beans. Um, they, I, one of them was the TNA Tag Knockouts Championship uh, at one point. Um, the other one, I don't remember. This was a hard time to remember some of these people. Um and then Ink Ink is Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore looking fucking crazy. Yeah, they have a lot of tattoos. They, uh, your dad hates them, Scott. Mm-hmm. Your dad hates them. My dad hates them. They don't... D- Scott, you can't hang out with those guys. They got too much ink. It's on their brain. I'm not dating them, Dad. I'm just hanging out. I don't care. 
Don't hang out with them. Why Next thing I know, you're just going to be catching. You're going to have a little mohawk, and you're going to have yourself some tattoos. Oh, I, I want to be who I am. Look, I'm glad that you let me be on your little podcast, but you can't hang out with your ink, 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 ink buddies. Aw, Dad. Oh, what? Are you giving a galf? Is that it? Why don't you read that little book he's got? Uh, it looks like a great book. Yeah, well, look, I'm the only dilf around here. Oh, Dad, you didn't get it right. See, that's how it goes. Yeah. My dad's a little bit more hip than that. I think your dad's pretty hip. I have not met him, but I'd assume he was pretty hip. He met Phil once. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. Of Phil? Yeah, for meeting your dad. Oh, don't be jealous of Phil. I see you on a weekly basis. I see you a little bit more often than Phil gets to see you. I think I should have got to meet your parents. <laughs> And if anybody knows, maybe that's what we should have had at the last week's jerk tweets about which uh, wrestlers we would date. <laughs> right. We didn't. We that didn't we men- would go gay for. Yeah, and date, but we didn't mention meeting their parents. So. Oh yeah. Well, mine didn't turn out to be very serious. You have to go back and listen. Yeah, it's true. Um, so we had that match, uh, and the Mexican America wins, and uh, the the flag is immediately dropped. The Mexican flag. Yeah, like the Rusev. A la Rusev. Yeah. Oh, and before, before this... Before Rusev. Yes, and before this, we were getting told about the network and about the authority. Yeah. The network and the authority. That, that fucking 10 minutes of video package was network and authority. Yeah, the authority. Authority. they, network, they network, wouldn't even authority. say Spike TV network. They just said from the network, from the network, from the network, mm-hmm. and then the authority, the network authority. Yeah, and then we see the Rusev thing. It's like, holy fuck, this, they did this. Yeah. We... TNA did this first. They use all the same buzzwords, guys. They use the same buzzwords and the same imagery, and, you know, the Mexican flag <laughs> seems crushing a candy pumpkin. It's a pancake now. To see if there's pink inside, because we still don't know why there's pink on our tongues. Um, so we see this, and people were chanting USA to no avail, and then we got a, their promo backstage. I won't go into all these promos backstage, but this one was of interest because Steve caught something very interesting. I'm almost positive at the end of their promo, Hernandez says, uh, go fuck your mothers. <laughs> in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Cupa de Madres? Uh, no, uh, Cupa de Trupas. <laughs> Cupa de Trupas. Yeah. Uh, Cupa, Goomba. Yeah, Goomba de, Goomba de, ca- Goomba de Castle. Goomba de Cupa? Yeah. And, um... Bazaar. <laughs> Bazaar. <laughs> yeah. So, so, no, he says something, your madres. Something, yeah. your mamas. Uh, Tupa? Puta de Madre. That would be horse, uh, horse to your mothers. <laughs> horse to your mothers. Yeah. Feed yeah, your mother hay like a horse. <laughs> That'd be a great. You hat so, salesman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My Spanish is very, very rough. Now say it in full, like uh, threatening. No, oh, okay. In Spanish or in English? In English. Okay. Feed horses to your mother, you hat salesman. <laughs> oh, that's somebody's ringtone. Um. Then we get Karen Jarrett. She's not Karen Angle anymore, guys. If you were thinking back in the days of like, oh, SmackDown, I remember Karen Angle. Mm-hmm. Her and uh, Kurt had a great relationship together, many kids. Well, that's not the case anymore in 2011, you guys. Karen Angle is Karen Jarrett. We covered this a little bit on the show during that time, which was that this was a real-life storyline that had bled into TNA storylines, which was like, wow, Kurt Angle and his wife had a terrible divorce. Then she started going out with Jeff Jarrett, and now Jeff Jarrett is the stepdad to all of Kurt Angle's kids. Yeah, if you remember watching Edge and Matt Hardy and Lita and thinking that was a really fucked up storyline and how did they actually get through it and how did they function together, this one's way fucking worse. Yeah, because there's kids involved and there's a marriage. 
and content wise too like the other ones you know they made out and did stuff there's the life they sort of talked about it this entire storyline was about a marriage dissolving mm -hmm. and another marriage forming in its place like an abscess yeah and this man's better he's a better father mm -hmm. he's a better husband he's a better lover there's all kinds of fucked up stuff to it and then being Kurt Angle, being the good guy, being the good guy in fans' eyes for having your wife leave you and going with some other guy, no matter what the circumstances, they're going to side with him and then having to lose in matches before. Yeah. They're going like, Jesus Christ, this is fucked up. And you're an Olympic champion. You can whip this dude's ass, no problem. Legit. It's it's a weird time. It's a great. I remember like being really excited about it because I was like, "Wow, I'm invested because this feels really socially awkward." I have to know how this is going to end. Oh my god! And it doesn't end here because uh, Karen Jarrett is hurt. Yeah, she has a uh, a boot on like a medical boot, right? No, uh, what? what uh, it's, uh, a cast. it's a walking cast. Yeah, okay, walking cast with crutches. Jeff helps her to the ring. Takes a very long time for them to get into the ring. Uh, we were trying to figure out if she was wearing panties or not because there is that cameraman. Is oh, immediately we determined that she was because the cameraman got very, very intuitive. He was right in there. That yeah. was like Britney Spears out of the car. Like yeah, I'm surprised Jeff Jarrett didn't turn around and just jack that guy off right in the mouth. <laughs> that's why. That's why uh, Jeff is a terrible husband. He wasn't mm -hmm. looking out for that. Now, they said that there was x-rays, and then McFoley came out and said, probably one of the most racist things I've ever heard in wrestling. Really? That ain't... No. You haven't watched enough wrestling. No, I've watched plenty of wrestling, but this is the most, like, institutionalized idea of racism I think I've ever heard in wrestling. He said that you can tell a person's gender. That I could probably understand with bone structure, but you mm -hmm. can also determine a person's race based on their x-ray, mm -hmm. which I don't think is possible. I think it is. Unless they're talking about that extra bone that's in black people's feet that makes them better at basketball. Because we all heard about that in high school, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was kind of ridiculous because then McFoley said that it was not Karen Jarrett's foot who was broken in two places. It was a black six two six six, six foot six six foot six black guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I just thought that was funny because then it turned out Karen Jarrett could wrestle that night, Scott. And I didn't think they had any black guys on the rosters at that point, Steve. Uh, no, the only black guy on the roster at that point was the guy with cornrows who was interviewing people backstage who we oh, only yeah. see in six-second increments. King Mo. Is that King? Yeah, King Mo. That's, you know, you can always, you always know a Bellator guy. Uh, so, yeah, I, hey, maybe Mick Foley was calling a bluff and they didn't say anything. They knew they got that extra. Oh, and then he also, uh, Amani Brown. Uh, no, uh, they, that's right, right? The, uh, the guy from the Serengeti? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pounce. That's how it Period. goes. That's how it goes. Uh, uh, then McFoley also made some allusions to Karen Jarrett's ring wear that she'd have to wear, that it was something that was super crazy, which mm -hmm. wasn't by the end of the night. Uh, spoiler alert. What was up next, Scott? Well, well, the funny part was, is, um, in the video packages that we saw at the opening, and at this point, they don't mention Kurt Angle's partner. But the week before on Impact Wrestling, they have. The partner comes out. And the partner's a fucking doozy, you guys. Because we'll reveal it when they revealed it. Um, uh, if you read the description, like, I, sh you know, I, I wanted to say at the top of the show, like, people that we'll be covering in the show, because it's, it's crazy. That's why I'm so excited about this episode. But the partner... Is fucking amazing, but Foley doesn't mention it, and the commentators still don't mention it. They say it later, when they have the footage and everything. It's super weird. So, Foley says you are gonna wrestle, and uh, at this point, we're two segments in of shrieking women. 
because the ladies in the Mexican-American match were shrieking, like high-pitched all throughout the match, and then Karen Jarrett continues it going, to which we then have Robbie E. with Cookie versus Brian Kendrick. Not the Brian Kendrick, not Spanky. This is a whole different Brian Kendrick this if you is, never saw this. This is like the yoga swami Brian Kendrick. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A guru of, of uh, high enlightenment um, with this with this robe. A with... guru of grappling. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave a, a promo beforehand before he went out for his match that is unlike any promo I've ever seen ever in wrestling. If I could paraphrase it, it's just about him trying to... Uh, Bring back a little bit of respectability to the X Division title and the X Division in general, but he also had a thesaurus with him, so he really <laughs> just painted a picture. And very low key in the way it was delivered. Mm-hmm. Very focused, very centered, because I guess that's, you know that's part of the character. So Robbie E and Brian Kendrick are total opposites here in the ring. Um, and Brian Kendrick, oh God, I, it's just one it's, of them's a partier, and the other is a man apart from his Sankaras. And he has this gigantic robe on and doesn't remove it. Nope. He wrestles with this thing on. And it's big. Do you want to find out why he keeps that robe on? I'd love you know, I'd love to get, figure out why he has it on, but I don't know. I don't the want to Scott, check you are in luck. We have a very special guest today in honor of Sacrifice 2011, us reviewing this DVD. Robbie E's going to come in and explain why you were the whole time? I know. I know that's what you want. Oh. Oh, Cookie. Oh, that'd be great because yeah. she was on the outside. She knows what was going on. Maybe in a future episode, I think we could have Cookie on very easily. <laughs> but we have today a Brian Kendrick. We have Bar- Brian Kendrick on the show? Brian Kendrick. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, that'd be great. I mean, you want to talk to him? I can bring him in here. If you want me to bring him in? Yeah. Why? why I don't want to wait. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Have him come on in. I, I mean, I don't understand the point of waiting. And... Salutations. Uh Brian Kendrick, hello. It's... Thank you for having me, Scott Narver, Steve Sears. Thanks for addressing us. Brian Kendrick, it's great. Do you want a, a candy pumpkin? No, thank you. I find that sugar is a ability in itself to stop the major chakras of the body from forming a good glucose system on its own. Oh. So, you just don't really... I'll take some for later. I've got pockets in my robe. I... Okay. God, we took a lot of them. Uh, Brian Kendrick, okay, we, we actually watched to Sacrifice 2011, TNA, mm. um, and we watched this match that you had with Robbie E. and Cookie. Um, and, you know, you wear this robe. You're wearing the same robe right now, actually. What inspired you to wear this robe? Well, the expectation to wear this robe right now is based around the idea of the temperature outside right now. A lot of people would consider it to be chilly or cold or frosty or the opposite of hot or warm. Okay, so you're you're wearing it right now because it's cold outside. Yes, and underneath it, I'm wearing my trunks and my boots. Why? Do you because ex- I'm ready to wrestle. Oh, you're ready to wrestle. The X division is not to be trifled with, or to be disgusted. It's about the next level of wrestling, and if you're cold, you should wear something. Well, do you know right now, uh, current times, Samoa Joe vacated the X division title. It's open right now. You could go get it. If my path leads me in that direction, I'll go to TNA and compete for the X Division title. Okay. But right now, I'm a conduit for God, oh. and I wrestle with God. Oh, yeah. In your post-match promo... It, God wrestles through me. Yeah, you won and the match. And if God wanted me to wrestle for the X Division title, and God wanted to be the X Division title holder, yeah. 
then I'd wrestle for God. Okay, yeah. And God would be the new X Division title holder. Well, then... And then you'd get to see God in an X-Nation, Dextination match. What is that? An X-Nation, Dextination match. Uh, there must be something that I just don't even it's understand. It's an anagram. <laughs> oh. It's the same backwards and forwards. I see. X-Nation, well, Destination. Well, let me explain this a little bit to the listeners. Or should I say Destination, X-Nation? You might say that. I don't know. I was going to explain to the listener. You won your match against Robbie E., and then in your post-match promo, you you talked a lot about God and saying pretty much what you said right there, that God does everything for you? I should probably clarify. A lot of people don't think that Eastern influences of spirituality can't function within the same Western idea of God. I like to think of myself as flexible, hence the yoga, and spiritual, hence the robe and my dreamy eyes. That way, I wrestle with God, and I combine both East and West to create Weast. Weast? Yes, the new direction, pointing towards me. The fundamental focus of God. <laughs> um, I don't know what we're supposed to do about that. It's, I mean, it's God's a touchy subject in wrestling. Vince McMahon wrestled God once, if you remember that, where it was a tag match with Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and his tag team partner of God, and God even got an entrance uh, and came out there. I mean... It's just, it's hard to talk about because people, you know, hold their faith close to their chest, you know? It is a tricky subject, but I thought I came here to answer a simple question. Oh. Yeah, uh, how did how did God feel about that match against Vince McMahon and, and Shane? When did that take place? Uh, I guess like 2007 or so. Yeah, well, that's why he doesn't work with the WWE anymore. Oh. Doesn't like independent contractors. <laughs> Prefers the security of uh, that TNA provides. I see. Uh, so so why'd you wear your robe to the ring? It's cold. <laughs> Everybody knows in Florida you have to pump that air conditioning all the time because it's so warm and muggy outside. Right. You don't want to sweat or have that feeling like you've got cicadas crawling all over your body. What are cicadas? They're a type of insect that burrow into the ground and hatch every 7 or 11 years. They're out for a week, and they're everywhere, and it's fucking disgusting. Oh. Well, I feel like we don't see you, except for every 7 to 11 years. Well, it's because it's cold. Well, Brian Kendrick, it's great having you on the podcast. Is there anything else you want to say to everybody? You mean like a plug? Sure. Believe in God. Oh, uh, alright. No conversions, but he's got a plan for you, Scott. What's his plan for me? He wants that baby in you to live. What? <laughs> What's in these candy pumpkins? Why are you leaving? Why is there a small uh, tuft of smoke? Wow, that was intense, Scott. That was weird. I got a baby in me. Are you, what's its name? I don't know. I'm going to kill it with candy no, pumpkins. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I can't handle I can't handle the pressures of being a father. I'm trying to take care of myself. Uh, I'm, I'm doing better now. I'm feeling better. Can I have some of your Coke? You're going to mix... A burrito with mole sauce, a Mexican Coke, a Mexican <laughs> Fanta. I'm I'm dying here. A crush. I got a piece of candy corn stuck in the back of my throat. You, there is no candy corn. Only candy, candy pumpkin. pumpkins and candy corn are the same. Listen to my voice. <laughs> I want to swing. <laughs> see, um. see what a terrible father I would be. I make you explain what's wrong with you. And then I want some, and then I think you're a dirty kid, so then I wipe the lid of the... With the palm of your hand. <laughs> All right, we're recording. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you want to talk about the meals that we had during this pay-per-view? We thought it'd be good to get food. Because that's one of the prime things about pay-per-views, you guys. If you're not if you're not doing it right, if you're watching it by yourself, which is understandable, it's functional. Yeah. I get, the average meal that we usually enjoy for pay-per-views in general is pizza. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's always a pizza situation. On the rare occasion... I don't I've, want it to be, though. I'm not a huge pizza guy. On the rare occasion, I've made lasagna. Uh, that's true. That was fun. Uh, that's always fun. I've made homemade pizzas, also, that we've eaten. Um, Those are better. Yeah, and then like, but I think our best sort of pay-per-view situation is Japanese food, Michael. Holy shit, yes! Like tempura shrimps and like nice noodles and good rice bowls and sukiyaki, teriyaki, beef sort of stuff, and that's always been good. But today we decided to stay close by because we were doing a pay-per-view. It was going to be a big episode, so we went to a Mexican food restaurant, and I got a mole burrito, which mole, if you don't know, is a popular sauce. For burritos made out of nuts, spices, and some sort of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it's like eating a delicious, rich super sludge. Uh, I ate a carnitas burrito. Not filled with delicious uh, pork, mind you. It was the pork fat is ah. what they kept giving me. So eating little chunks of fat. Little that's... pieces of clear gum. Ugh, it was so gross. Like, it was such a bad burrito. I love burritos. I love carnitas. And it was just not good at all. We also got some nachos that we couldn't even eat. We yeah. were just like, we were too full. It looked like dog food on top. Yeah. That was the carne asada. I should point that out. I ate every bite of my burrito, even though I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I was did I. full from food I did not enjoy. And then we, that was while we were watching this TNA pay-per-view. Yeah, so, the, honestly, I think that's a testament to the pay-per-view. I still had a great time, even though I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, and it was it was rough in the early goings because I wasn't enjoying any of these matches really. Like none of them were really clicking. None mm. of them were really uh, standing out in any way of like fun or weird. The one Robbie E versus Brian Kendrick was fucking weird. Yeah, that was a weird match because yes, he was talking about God and pulling them in and like trying to coax them and he just, never took his robe off. Yeah, and then afterwards we found out that he uh, got a big hole in his lip. On the oh, inside of his lip. That was so gross. Yeah, he, he called it a big juicy hole in his lip, and he showed it, and it was a deep hole on the inside of his lip. It was like the size of a dime. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Something that when you look at wrestling injuries, you go like, ah, yeah, whatever. That's kind of badass. Like, I can do that. This is a big old chunk out of the inside of your lip. A good way to describe it, Scott, would to be if you were taking a bite out of a burrito, and suddenly a, one of the beans in that burrito got stuck in that giant hole in the lip on the inside of your mouth. Ugh. That's what. It, that's how big it was. Ugh, that'd be terrible. It's mm-hmm. gross. I'd rather have a candy pumpkin stuck in there and then let my kid try and get it out and fend for himself. Mm-hmm. Mooch. Mooch. Uh, then we had a promo from Tara, popularly known as Victoria in the WWE. I don't remember anything about this. Really? Yeah. I, she, I couldn't even remember what she said. She was backstage. She was talking. Why? Because you, you, uh, you were taken by her beauty? Uh, that was part of it. Also, I just didn't... They explained the story to me moments later in a video package. True. Yeah. So she was talking and Madison Rain came up and confronted her. And the whole thing that happens in this match, now we start to get into some storied stuff. Now we're getting into some, some matches with some meat in it. Not just uh, chunks of pork fat. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Some, uh, some real mole. Yeah. So... Madison Rain, Mickey James, and Tara are all involved in what's happening. This is Sacrifice, this pay-per-view. 2011, And Scott. on occasion, they play up the theme of the pay-per-view. The stipulations. Now, what's cool about this idea of the pay-per-view... Of Interjecting dramatically. Sacrifice being 
you got to put something on the line if you want this match, as does the other person. So there's big stakes, and Steve loves stakes. I love stakes. So Madison Rain had Tara under contract because she had been fired from TNA. So the only way she'd come back was like her personal valet assistant uh, do-gooder. Um, but she's evil, so she's making her do evil things. And Mickey James has the knockouts title. So each one puts that on the line. Mickey James has to put out uh, her knockouts title on the line, and Madison Rain has to put Tara's contract on the line. So it's all or nothing in this. Um, so it's Madison Rain versus Mickey James. They're going along. They're doing their match. They're quite good knockouts. Um, and then Tara comes down when the ref is knocked out, and uh, there is a glove. It's an MMA glove, but I think it's full of sand because people have to wind it up, apparently, to get all the... They have to load it. Yeah, you have to get all the, I don't know, ball bearings in the front of the glove instead of the wrist. I'm not sure how it works. All you guys at home that maybe perhaps live with your parents or uh, a girlfriend that doesn't quite know you that well yet, and if they ever catch you jacking off, if you're ever at the computer or in the bed or in the bathroom or something like that, and they're catching you jacking off, make sure you wear a glove. Every time that you jack off, especially an MMA glove. So that way, if they see you and they go, what are you doing? Just say that you're getting the glove loaded. Yeah. Yeah. You're and covered. It works. It works. You're just you're just loading that glove for the day and you're, you're fine. Now, the issue with that is when they say with what, you have no choice but to say your erect penis. <laughs> That's right. And, and they go. But if they don't say with what and they're like, oh. And accept it like this TNA audience did, like that they were the glove was being loaded with some sort of centrifugal force. Then, uh, yeah, then I think you're set. And then just be sure to tell your loved one that you go, I love you. But if you're not in that stage yet, just go, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I appreciate your presence. And then turn and, you know, move the hands and go, huh? Huh? Ah? Ah. And she goes, no, then get, get back to loading that glove. Yeah. Um, so... Madison Rain's gonna load the glove and punch out Mickey James, but uh, Tara removes the glove off her hand, uh, to which she puts it on, <laughs> and there's a the ref is knocked out. Madison Rain's looking at her like, "Do it, do it," wanting her to hit Mickey James, and Mickey James is like, "Whoa!" Mickey James Whoa. is like, "Whoa!" And Tara's looking back, looking back. Which one do I punch? Who do I punch? Do I be a good guy? Do I be a bad guy? I so wanted her to just punch herself in the face. That, my friend, is sacrifice. That is sacrifice. That's sacrifice. That is sacrifice. And a great character choice. Yeah, I would not have seen it coming. Dean Ambrose would do something like that. Dean Ambrose would powerbomb himself. That'd be fucking awesome. Like, I can't choose. Wham! Through a table. (laughs) That'd be fucking great. Somebody's got to do that at some point. So, Tara... Hit Madison Rain. Mickey James retains her title, uh, all the while looking a little befuddled. Like, Mickey James? When does she not? Uh, when she's coming out to her song. Yeah, that's the I, that's the most confident I seem feel like she always feels. Very confident that time. It's good, sexy music makes her feel sexy and yeah. strong and powerful. That's a good song. Hardcore country. Yeah, and TNA songs like you know what that song is. Yeah, Mickey James. Yeah, and it's it's fun. Hardcore country. All right, okay, put that steel guitar away. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett uses a steel guitar on somebody, they get cut. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, dead. They blade. It's not a, that ain't a wooden guitar full of flour. And then we get a, a promo from Fortune. I don't know who's a member and why Ric Flair isn't there. He was in the beginning. They started up Fortune together. Uh, and I think the only person that wasn't involved was Daniels, I want to say. 
It was oh because they're like rude or fortune four guys mm-hmm. four chuns yeah four chuns yeah they were gonna do uh, an international thing with Chinese mm-hmm. but Chinese wrestling isn't that big it's Japanese wrestling that's that's where the money wrestling is in you Asia know what? I can't Chinese wrestling would be huge why isn't it why isn't there a market for, I'm sure there's a federation we don't know about I'm sure there is but yeah Chinese wrestling isn't that isn't that big not. Yet, my friend. The oh, Young Dragons. Wait. The Young Dragons was really a good opportunity for people to get in there. I can't wait for four chuns. No, that's going to be good stuff. That's going to be a great faction. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was pretty cool, seeing Fortune. Because I, I like that little the little hand gesture they do with the four. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Ric Flair Four Horsemen four. They put down the uh, the ring finger. Yeah. So it's... Bachelors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get uh, Kazarian. The four non-chuns. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've been working on that one. Uh, I've I, sorry, I've been working on that one. That's so stupid. Leave it in. I've spent I've spent the time working on that terrible joke. Then we've got uh, Kazarian versus Max Buck for the X Division title. Uh, so they do crazy, crazy shit. Kazarian retains. So crazy, we can't even talk about it here. This is the best match so far on yeah. the card, and they do crazy shit. Like I can't describe it. Mike today knows the moves. I don't anymore because I listen to Michael Cole. The best moves face. always look like neck injuries. Yeah, and there's a lot of neck injuries mm-hmm. in this one. So that's rad. Abyss versus Crimson. This shit's crazy. This is something we talked about on the podcast a while back. Abyss versus Crimson. Uh, it's it's fucking they fucking put the Janus, the big old the two by four painted black covered in nails, and they stick it in Abyss's spine. Yeah, that was in the promo. They, Abyss is walking down the ramp and then he falls forward dead yeah. with the thing sticking out of his back. Oh my god. Yeah, this match can't deliver on what this is it's so uh, especially if you have a guy wrestling in his underpants and another guy wrestling in his leather fucking armor yes and his leather jerkin shirt <laughs> and his leather face mm-hmm. yeah this match is weird and... a janice always sets these weird expectations it's the the baseball bat with the nails in it or bringing the tacks out and then suddenly the wrestlers don't get back in the ring for 16 minutes while they're sweeping them all up you know yeah and janice comes into play and isn't used at all mm-hmm. just goes out of the ring and that's it just yeah it's a it's weird it's a it's a downer match uh but then guys this is fucking great this is why this pay-per-view is amazing because we get beer money Oof. That's Bobby Roode, James, James Storm. Storm, who are the tag team champions, versus Matt Hardy. Cold-blooded. Yeah. Cold-blooded Matt Hardy. And a partner of his choosing. Oh, yeah, pick Jeff Hardy. We all know. Yeah, but, uh, the expectation is that of Jeff Hardy. And what is TNA all about, uh, Scott, besides what matters, wrestling? Uh, Defying X division batations. <laughs> That's right. You've been hanging out with Brian Kendrick way too much. Yeah, I know. It makes me uncomfortable. Wildcat Chris Harris. Ooh, in case you don't know, Wildcat Chris Harris was in America's Most Wanted and then had a very brief tenure. I shouldn't say tenure. I don't think he got tenure. He didn't get tenure. <laughs> no, he it was did a not stint. Get tenure. It was a stint. It was a he guest he guest taught a class at ECW. <laughs> Yeah, the sci-fi version. Yeah, he, he was a substitute teacher at ECW's uh, sci-fi channel. He showed up in class to press play on a movie because he was a substitute. And it was movie day and he was there. He, he was Braden Walker, mm-hmm. which many of you have probably heard that name in case you didn't know who that was. This is where it all connects, everybody. Uh, and I got a surprise for you, Steve. Tell me. Braden Walker is here. Whoa, do we have Braden Walker or do we have Wildcat Chris Harris? Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, uh, Brayden Walker, Wildcat Chris Harris, who uh, am I talking to? Who? All right, hey, uh, where's your kid? 
What? I'll, I'll sign your kid. Whoa. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Just bring it all over. I'll sign him up. Are you, um, do you prefer Wildcats? Uh, yeah, Wildcat Harris? Calm Harris. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Curtain Tricks today. We're, we're just right. reviewing the Sacrifice 2011 paper. Yeah, I'm going to need 500 up front. Uh, I'm sorry? I'm going to need 500 up front, man. Uh, we don't have a lot in petty cash. Can I interest you in a candy pumpkin? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Just here. Whatever you got, bro. Here you just, are. Uh, here's the dish. This? this looks like... These are... These are... These are candy pumpkins. No, for a lot of people, those are that's currency in a place called... I don't do Chinese wrestling. All right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Wildcat. All right. I'll, uh, I'll wait. Put it on the line. Uh, snake eyes. Yeah, pay them up. All right. Uh, you've, got, you've won all the pumpkin candies. Right? Uh, great, man. Uh, so uh, what was it oh, like? What uh, was it like? Uh, oh, I got to push my test back in. Whoa. Uh, oh. Are are you all right? Where are the girls? Uh, there's, there's, sir. It's an interview. Huh? It's an interview. I gotta talk to her. No, no. God, man. Normally, I just, I just, I just put it in the mouth. Really? I don't think you can afford that. I can't. <laughs> I run. Yeah, I don't think you could afford. You're running. It's not my forte, brother. Based on you, yeah. Uh, well, so could you tell me a little bit about that uh, match at Sacrifice 2011 with uh, Matt Hardy and uh, uh, Beer Money? Oh God, that that was a highlight. That was one of the greatest moments of my life. Really, really. Uh, I was employed. Yeah, I'll say. As great. Mm-hmm. Oh. God, there were lights. All right. Well, you know, here, last time I... I was somewhere where there was lighting. Uh, where? Uh, Sacrifice 2011. <laughs> Sir, where have you been since Sacrifice 2011? Uh, uh, I also, that, that reminds me, I haven't, you've been in hospice? Yeah. Are you all right? No. Uh, God, no. sir, those are genuine belches. You are not faking those. Uh, no, my intestine needs to go back in. Each one of those is an actual belch. Yeah. I'm feeling better. Oh, my God. This is so incredibly foul. <laughs> Things have been rough. Brandon Walker's coming to NXT. Brandon Walker's going to be in NXT. Uh, yeah, why not? Well... Uh, Let's do it up, brother. Is there any uh, uh, wrestlers in NXT you'd like to mentor or be mentored uh, by? I'll teach you some guys. Sure. Yeah, that well, brings uh, cash. I'm all for it. How would you describe your in-ring style? Uh, sloppy. <laughs> so, well, so like, is that a rough and tumble? <laughs> rough and tumble? Uh, <laughs> Sir, are you Wildcat Chris Harris? Are you all right? No, I've been that clear before. Uh-uh. Uh, no, it's like a sloppy sort of uh, barroom bro. Uh, I, can I be completely honest with you? I feel like I'm going to vomit. I have, I have, I like to think of myself as a professional on the show, but I literally feel, I can feel the warm breath of belches coming out of your body and hitting me in the face. And every time you burp, it makes me feel like I am going to vomit. <laughs> Brother, that's no. I get that more than you think. That what? I get that more than you think. I'm sorry. I, you uh, know what? <laughs> happens all the time. Um, 
I learned to live with it, really. So what's coming uh, next uh, besides NXT? Do you have any plans to go back to TNA? Uh, sure, man. If they got a paycheck, like, I'll be there. Uh-huh. You know, Dick's card has got Ethan Carter through, like, you know, her nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she needs his dad. Uh, hey, uh, dad's your... What would your, your uh, character's name be? Uh, dad Carter. Dad Carter. Uh, hey, uh, go to your room. Okay. Uh, get me out of ECW. Uh, things are, uh, things are, uh, things are good. <laughs> Mr. Harris, I'm sorry, but this interview Oh, is... no, uh, please call me Wild, uh, Wild, Wild Kitty. I'm sorry, uh, Wild Kitty, uh, uh, maybe we'll have you on the show in the future, but I think right now I'm going to have to end this interview for my own, for my own well-being. <laughs> uh, I don't see the point. Uh, it's all about branding. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at uh, Wild uh, Crap uh, Eras. How would you describe your branding? Uh, sloppy. <laughs> you know, hit me up on there if you want to like hang out or let me put it in your mouth. Uh, I, sir, I don't think you can afford that. Uh, I can't. I gotta take all these. Okay, uh, Mr. Harris, thank you very much for joining us. All right. Wow, Scott, that was really tough. Yeah, I, I kind of like him. Really? Yeah, I think Wildcat Chris Harris is great. Oh, man, especially after we talked about eating all that food and then having him come in here. Do valet park. Oh, God. <laughs> get out of here. Shoot. Shoot. Get out of here. Shoot. I'm sorry. Just, I'll use the bristles. Please go. Jeez. Yeah, he, I don't know. The guy needs a break, you know? God, it's like a sauna in here now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so we had that match. Matt Hardy, Wildcat, Chris Harris for Beer Money. And Wildcat was doing all right in the beginning of the match. You know, things were going along. Mm -hmm. And then got a little rough. There's some there's some rough spots in there. Matt Hardy was fucking flying, though. Oh, yeah. Matt Hardy was in a good place then. Yeah, he was in a really good place. And Beer Money was hot. Like, yeah. It's a pretty cool match for what it is. Um, yeah, like... He showed up, did he show up just on one episode of Impact before that pay-per-view? Probably. Um, like, why didn't they show him, like, he wasn't even imposing as, like, a villain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they need, and he still had his AMW shorts. Yeah, it's holding on to old glory. Yeah, and it should have been, like, he should have, it should have been, like, AMW was the best. You're never going to match up with blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, there's just something, uh, storyline-wise, it was missing that sort of element of danger. You know, and while it falls into place and in story, which this is the crazy ironic part, it's like okay, so you have the greatest tag team now with Beer Money, mm -hmm. and then it's Matt Hardy saying, you know, I was part of the greatest tag team, the Hardys, and then the other factor that comes in is the other half of AMW, it's one half of Beer Money. It's like together we're great mm -hmm. um, because I'm not using my brother Jeff. It's we're, we're building this greatness. But the connection of an ECW, the one dude that Braden Walker interacted with, Chris Harris, was Matt Hardy backstage. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking joke. And whether or not they realized that, and that was funny, but God, of all the people. That was his connection? That was the connection. And then, like, that's why he brings him in, because he met him in ECW? I don't know. It's fucking Remember hilarious. when we met at that giant multi-million dollar indie show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nobody knew who the fuck I was. Oh, just just crazy. And one of those weird moments in history in wrestling where you can look and go, this is what happened here in TNA. This felt like a 
as close to a WCW show as it could. Yeah, I bet you, I think you're right. Because there's, with all the immortal stuff going on, like, that was very WCW. That was weird shit. Like, who's I, in charge? And you have Hogan and Flair and Bischoff in, like, in a very funny way, on the pay-per-view, only in packages form. Only yeah. in video packages. Yeah, they don't show up. But you instead, they sent out another guy. They sent out Foley. Yeah, the only guy who showed up, like, any legend would have been uh, Sting or Mick Foley, really. Mm-hmm. Which was really funny. Like, Sting was like, uh, yeah, I'm working this. I'll be there. And, and Hogan was like, oh, it's a Sunday? I'm not going to be there, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird show. And then we get Bully Ray's promo, uh, where he was, he was really a fucking asshole then. That was great. Yeah. And just super New York. Yeah, Super New York uh, bullying uh, Borash, and that was that was a really solid promo. And then we get Tommy Dreamer versus AJ Styles, which I did not have high expectations for this match, and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. This match was cool. It was good. No DQ. They did a lot of crazy shit. AJ was jumping off of everything, as mm-hmm. they said at one point. How do you get spring off of a guardrail? Yeah. Oh no, off the uh, steel steps. That too. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, he kept jumping off of everything. I mean, he looked like he was bouncing. He was great. And Tommy could go at this mm-hmm. point. Like, he had his, uh, you know, he was doing better than Chris Harris. Yeah, this is true. That's true. And Bully Ray shows up and ruins in it for him. Oh. And another funny thing that happened is uh, Garrett Bischoff is this is the referee in a couple of these matches. Mm-hmm. And he's called Jackson James. Nice. Just building that, building that nice momentum for Bischoff. Uh, you know another thing? I, I looked this up, Steve, while we're watching this. Mm-hmm. Garrett Bischoff is still on the active roster of TNA. Yeah, where's he been? I don't know. What happened to uh, Aces and Eights? Did they chain up the, all of them up into coffins and dip them into the into the ocean? That's Yep, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad. Uh, also, during the pay-per-view, I should let you know, I did find Bully Ray's 5150 Skull tank top. Yeah? How yeah. much? $50. Really? They're and having it's, a Black Friday sale. It's not a it's not a TNA product. Really? Yeah, it's a company called Fifty One Fifty Hardcore or oh. Hardcore Fifty One Fifty. Oh, so it's he just wears it all the time, or oh. he used to, or he and still does wear it all the time. What would you sooner get, that or the Aces and Eights vest? Uh, the tank top. Really? I, can't, I can't pull off a leather vest. I don't have a motorcycle, nor can I ride one. Uh, there's a motorcycle right outside these headquarters. Yeah, it's true. I can't ride. It's it. always parked there. It's never covered. Yeah, this is true. Um, all right. Uh, I I just think uh, it would be an excuse to to work out just to get the tank top. I see. Mm-hmm. You show off your guns. Yeah. All right. I call them derringers. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett versus Kurt Angle and China. Yes, sirree. Wow. This was the match I saw when looking through. I'm like, what's on this DVD? Holy shit, we're watching this one. Yeah, uh, I hadn't seen China in a while, and she didn't say a single word in this entire pay-per-view. Not a thing. Yeah, she, I think she pointed once or twice. She might have said, yeah, she said some stuff out of mic microphone shot. Mm-hmm. Um, her first, I think, it looked like she snapped her ankle in the very first move she did. Holy shit. She scoop-slammed Jarrett, and it looked like it was... It looked like it was fucking over. Yeah, because she was stumbling back, and then it looked like her leg twisted, mm-hmm. and then got the slam off in time. And then she did another move, and they were on, they were off to the races, and it was a great sort of finale for that. But I was like, I was worried. Yeah, I was worried. Okay, so whose call was it for China to not talk? I'm guessing Bischoff. You think so? Well, who do you think? I don't know. I honestly thought maybe she said something where it's like, yeah, I'll show up, paycheck and all, but I don't really want to say anything. 
Really? I would think someone would have, you know, told her backstage, don't say a fucking word. Maybe she said something on TNA Impact and we didn't know about it. I don't think so. I think she just came out and stood at the top of the ramp. Because I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Because I was curious as to who it was. But I had never seen the paper. I just thought it was so weird that she didn't say anything. And, like, I kind of liked it. I was like, yeah, there should be more specialty matches where they don't have to cut 30-minute promos to build heat for it. It's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes the name's enough. And a mixed tag match with China and... Jeff Jarrett and Angle and Karen Jarrett sounds good enough for me because at that time that storyline was hot and this was right before Jeff Jarrett became MMA Jarrett which is one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. You were you were talking about that you were so happy like you lit up and like ah MMA Jarrett MMA Jarrett is the biggest bully he's pretentious he's making fun of, of MMA as well as like being in love with MMA like he this gimmick was I'm not a wrestler I'm an MMA fighter like mm-hmm. he was calling wrestling fake. Two wrestlers in wrestling matches. Uh, it was awesome. It was so awesome. Please tweet us MMA Jarrett clips. I will try to remember and post them on our Facebook page uh, so that way Steve and I can relive and enjoy them because mm-hmm. it was good stuff. Uh, this match w- was another weird, weird match. It was, but I Jarrett and Angle go together like peas and carrots. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think they're great together. I think like it's such a scary, creepy feud that it's like... In so many different ways, you can imagine yourself in either position. Like, oh, I'm Jeff Jarrett. I found this woman I really care about. Oh, she just happens to be married to a uh, a crazy wrestler. And then the, on the other side of it, it's like, my wife's divorced me. She's taken my kids and married my my biggest enemy. See, I relate to Kurt Angle all the time. Yeah? I don't relate to Jeff Jarrett. I was thinking... Uh, the uh, I won, fuck the world. Well, no, the first time I thought of... Uh, not the fuck the world part, but I, the first time it happened to me tonight I was thinking about it is that it's true love. Like, if you think about it, Jarrett, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett together, like, if you think of it that way, mm-hmm. it's always best when you can figure out a way to root for both sides and you get to pick. Like, it's... Uh, oh, I can't figure out how to root for them. How do you root for them? Oh, it's true love. Even though they're assholes, they're made for each other. They're assholes that love each other. Hmm. Uh, like, it's... The very thin comparison would be Sting and RVD are both good guys. Oh, I'm like, they love each other? But they fight in the main event. Right. They love honor, Scott. Oh. Yeah. All right. So it's like, you don't know who to root for, but I like this... The Jarrett and Angle storyline was so great because it was so rich with drama. And at the same time, it was like... Jeff Jarrett is such an asshole, but at the same time, he believes in what he's doing. Like, Karen Jarrett gets beat up, and at the end, during the promos, he's he's yelling to the camera, That's a mother of five! (laughs) And, like, the best villains and the best heels speak the truth. Right. They say, like, uh, Bad News Barrett talks about the education system in the United States, or how the, the amount of people dying of heart disease or obesity. These are true facts. But you don't... Uh, what? Oh, God. <laughs> what are you... What are you talking? Uh, obesity? Was that... Was that me? Oh, God. You just... You forced me from the room, Wildcat. You forced me out of the room. I heard something about obesity and uh, medical care, potentially. No. No. Okay. By the way, what did you drive here? Do you actually have a card to validate? Yeah, watch me drive. Oh, <laughs> right. Why do you have a validation <laughs> ticket? I, I, I was over to sign it and sell it. Well, thank you for returning to the room. You're welcome. I didn't expect that. 
No, Scott, neither did I. My body wasn't expecting it either. Well, you gotta be careful what you talk about around Walt Texas. <laughs> I don't know what the hot ticket buttons are now. <laughs> uh, so I, I see what you're saying about uh, that they have true love. <laughs> so, they... well, What's better than true love besides a hot, free meal, Scott? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they're... they're... They're still assholes. If they are still assholes I, with a I'm... warm shelter for them to live under. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. That's a great thing to have. Um, but I guess I still look at it with Kurt. I'm like, yeah, but she turned on you. Like, she's now evil Yeah. when she used to be a good person. So oh, now you, I hate her. At the end of the night, they're still jerks that are enjoying free alcohol <laughs> in their giant home. Yeah, well... That's another thing I'm not into is drinking, Steve. So. All right, okay. Then we have, as you mentioned, the world title match. RVD, Rob Van Dam, versus Sting, who is the world heavyweight champion. And Scott, what better way to build momentum for a main event match at a pay-per-view? What better way to make sure that everyone's focused with a laser-like precision to the action that's happening in the ring than having a guest commentator during a main event of a pay-per-view? Oh, well, I guess if you want to set up the next potential match, then that that might work. Yeah, but wouldn't you think it would detract from the match at hand? Well, maybe if that guest commentator were drunk. True. Like Anderson was <laughs> that entire match? Oh, Mr. Anderson? Yes! Yes! God, yeah, I love that guy. He's great, but there was some drinking going on. Yeah, that guy came out. He wasn't wrestling that night, so they put him on commentator. He pulled the microphone off of Taz's head. Which he, he stepped on the cord for Taz's microphone, and it flew off of his head. And he was shaking everybody's hands a bunch of times, which was annoying Taz. He's like, all right, we could do this all night uh -huh. with shaking of the hands. You're driving me nuts. I, I believe the lines were like, oh, we're going to shake hands again? You've been touching your balls, is what he said. <laughs> that, like, that is in no way a clip on YouTube. If I knew how to pull a clip from a DVD, I would, and just share that with you guys. Maybe I'll tape it off on my phone or something like that and post it. But that part is pretty fucking funny for what yeah. it is of just weirdness. Yeah, it was. And then Anderson was there doing commentary saying that he could take both Sting and RVD. Like it wasn't even, it was really, it was not building the match. It was building up Anderson. It was so strange. It was really strange. I, I can't recall a time, if listeners, if you can think of a time not in a main event of a show, not like Impact Wrestling on TV or Raw or SmackDown where there's a guest commentator out there. Think of a time when there's a guest commentator for the main event of a pay-per-view. Yeah. Building the next thing. I've never seen that before. It's a total rarity. It's so strange. You build mid-level feuds that way, right? Or you you know that someone's going to come out and attack somebody. Yeah, and that didn't happen either. No. You thought that, oh, okay, that's going to happen. And then at the end of it all, won't say what happens yet, but at the end of it all, and then he's saying, you know what? I got something I'm planning. I got something I'm going to do. I got something that's going to happen. And you're like, oh, okay, well then go hit him already. I'm going to do it on impact. On Thursday. Yeah. Five days from now, I think I'll, I'll execute this plan of mine that I'm thinking of right now. Well, uh, as long as you've got a good foundation tonight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's RVD and Sting. And this is Sting's in the cool gear. Like, he's got that cool fucking jacket on that he yeah. comes out with. And the, then... uh, he looks like a, an evil ringmaster from hell. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a leader of the band from hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks like an admiral 
who works on the seven seas. The bell. Yeah. And then he's got the the what a singlet. What he's where he's it? got a singlet, but he's also got the weird baseball padding on the uh, the crotch and the legs. Yeah, it looks cool. It's, yeah, I say it like it's a joke, but it's super fucking random. If he can get in that sort of shape for whatever matches he's gonna do, like that's the outfit. That's a cool outfit to mm-hmm. wrestle in. It's like what the Undertaker wears. Oh yeah, and I he we Although, always... I guess that'd be weird if they both come out in the same type of outfit. Well, but there's kind of... Jam a party! A lot of their gimmick is the same besides, like, the gothic nature. The mm. the goths like Undertaker and the goths like uh, Sting. That's how I always base WCW <laughs> uh, fan power rankings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, uh, he used to wear the leather duster. Yeah. You know? And he wouldn't talk. And Undertaker would say things like... You're real China back then. Yeah. What? Because she didn't say anything. Oh, it's a good bit. Thanks. Well, speaking of wrestling, <laughs> well, and th- they have a great match. They do a pretty good job. Oh, like, super solid. Uh, ex- except for the shrieking woman. I neglected to mention this throughout the course of the show. There's plenty more shrieking women as the matches happen. During there the is, knockouts a, there is a preteen to mid-teenage girl who is screaming throughout this entire pay-per-view. Yeah, at the top of her lungs. Yeah. It's like Daphne's there. It's like Daphne's in the crowd and just mm-hmm. screaming. Yeah, just shrieking. And when they go out in the crowd, she screams even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, really strange. Almost a show ruiner, I'd say. But... Yeah, I blame that young girl for ruining the show. I will. Yeah. I will. L- just like that. Somebody story. should get her drunk. Right, <laughs> Anderson? Right, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Sometimes they start talking and then I'm like, where's this roller coaster headed? Oh, <laughs> awkward town. Someone build the tracks. Yeah, da, 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 da. Uh, they and they they do have a good match. They it's it's unusual styles where you think like is RVD and and Sting gonna mix? Kind of like how AJ and uh, Tommy Dreamer they do a good match. Mm-hmm. There's a holy shit moment that's not a holy shit moment. The crowd chants holy shit. Oh, it's a drop kick yeah it's like a kick out in the stands it's a yeah it's a drop kick in the middle of an aisle painful yeah and but it's the uh it's the water boy drop kick yeah it's two legs forward uh drop on your back instead of the uh the side drop kick not the maven or the hardcore holly if you will yeah it's it deserves more of a chance of like why'd you do that you know Something like a question their their intentions. Uh, my new favorite thing is this is wrestling, and then me and you chanting, "Are you sure?" Yeah, that got a that was a chant at one point. This is wrestling. Yeah. Mm. Well, hey, back then, Scott, wrestling matters. It sure did. So they said. Yeah, wrestling mattered. Uh, and Sting retained. Yeah. He he uh, did his finisher. Well, he's got one to, and a half times. He's got to get ambushed on Thursday That's by right. Anderson. That's right. Uh, and I mean. This is going back in the way back machine. I, I don't know if Sting is interested in talking about this sort of thing. You know, th- this is glory days that have already been. Uh, and uh, uh, who, why would he want to do that? Why He'd rather move forward. I'd love to talk to Sting about it. To see, like, how Bird it was Sacrifice night. 2011? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel bad doing that, you know. Hey, maybe I can get Wildcat uh, Chris Harris to come back in. And uh, I don't think that's necessary. I think if you'd be very careful... And you pulled open the sliding door, you'd be very surprised to find one Steve Borden sting. Is that right? He's right yeah. behind the screen door? Mm-hmm. It's weird that I can't see him. Hey! Yeah! You weren't sorry. behind the screen door at all! I <laughs> just wanted to scare you, brother. Hey, how you doing? I, I'm doing good. Sting, how are you doing? I'm great, Steve Sears. Scott now, it's good to be back on Curtain Jerks. Thanks. Woo! Thanks for referring to us. You got it. Um, Sting... Today we watched 
TNA Sacrifice 2000. Ooh, the glory days. That was the glory days? Yeah, that was the glory days. Ha ha, yeah. That was a good time. Good time for the stinger, yeah. Not even uh, WCW was in the glory days? No, WCW was good, but TNA was even better because that's when you need the money, that's when you take the money. Oh, you didn't save your money? No, who needs to save money when you got the money? When you don't have the money, you need to take the money. I mean, we found out recently, It's it sounds like you have gambling debts, but I didn't know if your gambling debts went back Guy can have gambling debts, or he can have the biggest job there is to have in WWE. Oh. Wait, what? Almost headlining WrestleMania against The Undertaker. What do you, oh, it's not, it's not gonna happen? No, isn't it? <laughs> what? You tell me! I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know. You know what, how about this? Let's, we can get to sacrifice in just a moment. But if you okay. want to have see me wrestle on TV anytime soon, tweet WWE because that's the only way they'll listen to anybody. Really? Social media. It's the wave of the future. Steve Borden said so. The singer said so. The icon said so. Well, at the time of this recording, maybe Team Authority will get fired. And then what if you were in charge? Oh, the new commissioner. The new Comstinger. Yeah, Comstinger. That's right. Comstinger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that could be you. You could be, could be the cum stinger. Yeah, I like the sound of that. You might see me in a ring real soon, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Barking orders. Yeah, putting the face paint on. Oh, would you do the face paint as a cum stinger? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Just white. What would be your first act as cum stinger? Hmm, well, I really like to see that European Championship come back into action. Really? Yes, siree. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, so you, you would, you would, uh, reinstate the European Championship. Lumberjack slap match. <laughs> Lumberjack slap match? Lumberjacks can only slap guys back into the ring, and then we've got the European Championship on the line. Does the slap have to be in the face? Yes. Oh, all right. All right, so, uh, do you have two competitors you'd put in for that? Well, we could do the old Raw Does Vegas wheelie thing, <laughs> or we could probably do something a little along the lines of pick anybody who has an accent and put them into cont contention. Okay, all right, I see where you're going there. Yeah, that would work. Okay, so what would be the next act as Kim Stinger? Oh, let's see what we got here. Uh, headline in WrestleMania, me versus The Undertaker. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're getting a little greedy there by step Am two. Am I? Am I? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Hey, look. WWE brought me on, and they've been keeping me on the dark side of not knowing what I'm going to be doing there. So, if you release my DVD, how about we make some new matches so I can have another DVD? You know what I'm saying? This seems like things that happen in WCW. Guys would be hired and then not used. Uh, what you do, it's what you do, what you do. You poach the talent, you put them away in a back back bag and you keep it in a closet up in a crawl space and that's where you keep the old stinger and if you let if you let him parade out and just uh let people know he's gonna be around just just a little bit know he's gonna be around a little bit just for those ticket sales that might be meaning something if not he's just gonna be carrying the young guys bags yes sir telling people road stories about how things used to be down at the old power plant yes sir if not he's gonna be driving people's cars cleaning out people's motel rooms looking for food at the end of the buffet line well you know, I hope none of that happens to you. I, I, it seems like we always come up with ideas for you, and they never use them. Hey, that's fine. Look, we don't have to come up with ideas. Why don't we talk about the glory days? The second glory days. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. 2011. 2011. Yeah, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Hey, I can't afford it. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Well, the Mexican Cokes are more expensive. Well, they are a little bit more expensive. I had to drive Wildcat Chris Harris here today, you know that. Is that right? Yeah. How did that go? Uh, gross. <laughs> it went gross. I can feel the breath on the back of my neck. 
Yeah? Yeah. Is it, is it Minty? No, it is Burpee. <laughs> oh. Um, you fought Rob Van Dam for the world title. Several times. Several times. Um, how did this match stand out from the rest? Well, I guess you could say it was a, a war of respect. RVD had been stripped of the title, and I, Stinger, wanted to give him a match to retain, or to at least retain some sense of honor. But in the end, he proved a valiant effort, but he did not win and pick up the one, two, three. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you just burp? I tried to. Nothing came out. Oh, well, that's too bad. We get Wildcat, uh, Wildcat Chris Harrison here. No, I think you should keep Wildcat the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so it just stood out as, as honorable. Like, it wasn't anything... No, it wasn't a heel turn. It was just a straight-up two baby faces babying it up together. Can I ask you, and I'm sure everybody can cross-reference this and check this on the internet, um, what exactly did Mr. Anderson do to you on Thursday? Ah, oh, of course. I can't remember he attacked me so hard. He attacked you so hard? He attacked me so hard I can't even remember. So that, he attacked you. I think he said something about an a-hole, mm -hmm. and then he got in my face, told me a little bit about Green Bay, about how they do it downtown, and then he slapped me in the face. Who was in charge of TNA at the time? Uh, I believe it was Mick Foley, the network commissioner. Really? Yeah. It wasn't uh, Hulk Hogan or Eric Bischoff? Or... No, they were around sometimes whenever the paychecks were accounted for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, do you miss those guys? Hogan? Uh, well, you hang out with him. Do I now. miss Hogan? Do you? Do I? Do you? No, I just saw him last night. He's great. Oh, okay. Do yeah. you miss Eric Bischoff? No, that guy's getting old. He looks like a... He's got a picture of me in his attic. That guy's getting so old. What? Dorian Gray. <laughs> What? Dorian Gray. I don't understand. Dorian Gray. The the Fifty Shades of Gray? No. <laughs> I don't know what Dorian Gray is. <sighs> Google it. It's a painting that's in your attic. It makes it stay. It gets old while you stay young. But you were in there. Wait. And so you're you're older. I'm the than young Bischoff? picture of Eric Bischoff in his attic, and he's just getting older. What does that mean? What picture is in your attic? My picture? I don't have an attic. You don't have an attic? I have a very nice Florida apartment. But I thought you have crows. Yeah, they're on the roof. Oh. And the crow coop. You have a crow coop? Call it the croup. <laughs> Silly. I, what about Garrett Bischoff? Do you miss him? Because he was the referee. Garrett Bischoff is still on the alumni section of the TNA zone. No, he's in the active active roster well he ain't that active <laughs> yeah but do you miss him did you hang out with him no who, i didn't who do you like better garrett bischoff or nick hogan oh man gotta tell you it's very awkward i like nick hogan because he never told anybody about how i was driving that car that night what? <laughs> look gotta go sacrifice 2011 was a blast <laughs> that sounds like something else is a blast Woo! that that's revealing that was really uncomfortable and revealing. Yeah. Is Sting saying he's responsible for... Scott, don't even infer it. Someone lost their life that night. And it should have been Nick Hogan. <laughs> Good thing nothing was inferred. <laughs> uh, that, everyone, you crazy jerks, is TNA Sacrifice 2011. Thoughts, Steve? Uh, that was a long pay-per-view. Yeah. I think I would have preferred none of that bonus features. The bonus features were killed the momentum of the show. Yeah, there was three false start promos every time they did a uh, bonus feature. The rest of it, was I would have loved to have seen this live. I think it would have been cool to be there. I think it would have been cool to watch it live on TV. I would have had a blast. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite match? 
Uh, I think I liked Angle uh, and Jarrett the best. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because mm, okay. the expectation was there, and it felt weird watching it. It was great. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I like the show midway through. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the first stuff was like clunkers, not really hitting anywhere. Favorite match was AJ Styles and Tommy Dreamer. Um, that same, like, expectations. It was like, all right, well, I don't, nothing's going to happen. Holy shit, a bunch of stuff this is happening. This is happening, yeah. Um, and uh, also the moment of Taz and Anderson was... Oh, so weird when that stuff happens. That's <laughs> so good. Was And it was like, I can't, I don't know if Anderson did it on purpose, but he literally pulled the headphones off of Taz's head without touching him. Yeah. Like, it was just Taz sitting there, and then you see the headphones just fly off his head. And then Taz giving a look to some production guy like, What the fuck? If this was anybody else, I'd fucking slug him in the nuts right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can watch this show, check out the show. It's it's pretty weird and bizarre. Um, like I said, yeah, and the Matt Hardy, Chris Harris, Beer Money, like that shit's weird. It's it's a pretty weird, fun show, but it's it's worth checking out because it's it's a weird moment in TNA history. Absolutely. Uh, On your mark is back with how to pro wrestling videos. The first video is still out there. Uh, how to do a wrist lock. So check that out. YouTube.com/slash On Your Mark Show. Steve, I know you've got a crazy cool video that just came out. Oh God, where is that available? I'll uh, check it out on our Curtain Jerks page. Uh, there was a short film that I wrote. Uh, and produced, and it's funny. We'll post it on the Curtain Jerks Facebook page. It's on YouTube. Do you want to do the elevator pitch of what it is? No, I think it's pretty good. It's a horror film. It's a short horror film. It's a short horror film. There's a lot of people that we know in it. Steve is in it. It's fucking bizarre, cool, and it's Steve's mind, so if you guys, you guys will love it. You guys will love it. So go on, when you watch it on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, say some nice comments, spread it around, let it get some views. Steve's making movies here. Yeah, you can see deep into the, uh, the heart of an alumni of the Steve Sears uh, acting school available in parking lots across the United States. Yes, and we'll, we'll tweet it out as well. So, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! just listened to another episode of curtain jerks oh this is the time where you get all 10 of your fingers they've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time you're like I- i'm gonna wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast gonna wait till the episode's done and then i'm gonna use these things these things i call hands yeah these things i call hands uh not these biceps and glutes that uh god has given me but, but activate them too so you can have a full use of your hands yeah uh clench up them butt cheeks when you go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like oh that was uh, quotable and then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there and if you're an aesthetics person orange accents right orange is the new black guys <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be dated <laughs> no way no jason way. biggs jason biggs. wcw champion if there is still around yeah that's how it works so it's the orange is the new black wcw crossover jason biggs is the new championship that belt's almost as big as his head 
It is. And even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. Our prediction videos uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos, ideas, videos, ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.